0: Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. That's right, they might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm very excited to welcome back to the show Mr. Danny Weinkoff. And we are going to talk about a song by Danny Weinkoff and the Red Pants Band called Superstar. Danny, welcome back. This might be Danny Weinkopf. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, Greg. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm a little groggy, but I'm good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you had a a gig last night?
1: Yeah. I played it like a, uh, not with the TMBG, but, uh, you know, people would have known about that. But with a, like, for a party for a, a, uh, like, a national organization for hospitals, Jewish hospitals. And it was like a mega, mega party. Yeah. Like, uh Dancers and uh, roller skaters and people on stilts and uh, a brass band and uh, you know all sorts of all the extras. They were pulling out all the stops. It was a Mardi Gras theme uh, party and it was uh, in Manhattan. It was it was excellent, but it, it kept me up very late. Um, yeah, I lived about an hour where the gig was. So it was it was a late it was a late night. So
0: okay, so this but wasn't yeah. red pants. This was something else. What was the?
1: Yeah, this was something else. Yeah,
0: cool. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I
1: keep my in all the different pools.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Got to stay busy and yep. uh, just uh get as much rock music in your life as you can, right? Yes, yes. I guess the first thing I wanted to ask you before we get into superstar is uh you excited for the uh Flood 30th anniversary tour coming up?
1: I I am. I'm uh I, I'm I'm always excited to play actually. Um you know, two of my most favorite things to do in life are either record with TMBG, which we are doing currently. We're, we're back studio again, working on the next record. And, yeah. then, um, and then, we're you know, we have some touring starting in January. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I love to play with those guys. I love to play the songs. Uh, I love to travel. So, you know, it's going to be fun. And we have some, some new things up our sleeves. We, we've played Flood many times for the public, but we're... Sure. Out some different things, and uh, you know, we don't know if they're going to work yet, but uh, <laughs> we hope that they do, and then that, that be, uh, a, a surprise for the audience as well. So,
0: are any of but these it brand it new? I can't, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I guess if you can't tell me, but are any are any of these brand new songs from these studio sessions going to be?
1: There's no way to really, uh, without blowing the surprise.
0: Okay. Um, there's okay. no
1: way to really uh, talk about Sure. As, as little as I just did. <laughs> <laughs> it's challenging for the band. Let's put it that way. So that that's that's that that's that's more fun added to the the usual fun of playing flood. Awesome. And it, you know it's always fun to play flood because the songs are so great. So.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not going to yeah. disagree with you there. Are all your bass tracks done yep. for the new album? Can you tell me that much?
1: No, 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 no. That's what I, that's what I mean. We are actively currently. It, it We're still in the writing and recording process. The way it works is. Um, uh, you know, we book studio time and then, uh, the, you know, the Johns basically have to have songs ready for that studio date. And then we go in and record three songs or something that day. And then we book more studio time and go back two weeks later and do th- songs or a week later, depending on everybody's schedules. And so, yeah, we're, we, we we we've recorded a number of tracks already and we have several more to go.
0: <laughs> I, see, I see. So it's not just in one big album length chunk of recording then.
1: No, no, no. I know know a lot of bands probably do that. They go in, they rent a studio, and they get a producer, and they they work on the album until it's finished kind of thing. We have the luxury of not having to do that, so it's more of a spread out um, process.
0: Yeah, that's good. Uh, Probably not as stressful then, too
1: um yeah yeah it's yeah it, well it, it just you don't have to wait for all the songs to be ready and then yeah and then probably less stressful because when you're working on a timeline with it with a studio um yeah this you you sort of uh you can get to, it can get to the point where like oh we got to finish this up we only have four more days booked or whatever but for us it's just like if we need more time we just book the more time and it's uh yeah it's maybe less stressful and, and uh yeah, it's just a, it's a good work. It's a good uh, methodology for working that we've found over the years. Do you know, having the studio time booked before the songs even exist is a good incentive
2: yeah. <laughs> for
0: uh, getting the song. <laughs> yeah, guess we got to get down to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the same when we get into the studio, it's uh, you know, or it's like, all right, the studio's booked for the for the day. Let's record these three songs. If you don't have a part, you got to make it up and get it on there. You know. <laughs> you know, get it recorded because we got to move on to the next song. So, yeah, yeah it makes everybody stay on their toes. Nice, nice,
0: yeah. nice. Very cool. Okay, so uh, today we are here to talk about uh, one of your songs, Danny Wincov and the Red Pants Band. Uh, this is a single that you guys released on November 30th, I believe, or at least that's when you posted about it, talking about serious uh, stations picking it up. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Superstar?
1: Sure. um yes, it's the it's the most recent single uh, that can be found under my name uh, on you know Spotify and uh, iTunes, etc, all over the wherever the internet has music. Um, um, yeah, I called superstar and it did come out, I guess somewhere towards the end of November. you You probably know it better than I would at this point.. Um, <laughs> it is. Um, it's an old song of mine. Actually, uh, I wrote that before there. Before I even considered putting out an album, uh, that the first children's record that I did, which was No School Today. Oh, really? I wrote this. Yeah, I wrote this song and another song um, when TMBG were were part of Disney, and um, I was uh, thinking of pitching the the two songs to. Um, Somebody over at Disney to see if they might be interested in using them for one of their projects. Um, so it has, I think, it has a little bit of the uh, the tween Disney vibe to it, um, like some of their some of the music they have on their TV shows and and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I, I actually recorded the whole song years ago and it was in my computer, and then uh, recently, in the past months or something, somehow I was going going through some stuff on my iTunes, and it popped up. My My daughter was within earshot of my studio, and she was listening, and then had to ask me a question or something, and then I said, oh, sorry, you know, sorry, hon, I was just listening to some tracks of mine, and she said, oh, that's your song? And I said, yeah, and she said, I remember this song from when I was younger, from when I was a little girl. Yeah. I, I didn't I th- I thought this was a, a show so, so, a song from a TV show. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, I said, well, do you like it?" She said, "Oh, yeah, no, yeah." That's why I'm saying it. She said, "I didn't, you know, I didn't even know that you wrote it." And I said, "Oh, great." And then I I thought about it. I was like, "Well, maybe I can release it." Um I decided to uh to put it out as a single and just see if um you know, if anybody else would appreciate it and uh <laughs> You know, there there have been uh, several stations around the world um, that have picked it up, children's that play children's music, including Kids Place Live here in the states, and um, there's a station in in uh, Sydney, Australia. Uh, I forget, Kendoodle or something like that. I, I'm I'm bad with the names, but they're yeah. playing it, in some other you know stations around the states. So, so yeah, so it was worth releasing. Um,
0: so, in and- that uh, form that you were listening to, that popped up and reminded you of it, was that. Because you don't sing lead on this track. Now that when when you recorded it way back, was it you singing lead or was it already Britta Phillips?
1: It was Britta Phillips. I, I had asked Britta to come. The two songs that I wrote, I had um, a, a girl's voice in mind when I when I wrote them. So I brought in my friend Britta. Britta and I. So so that yeah. The most interesting things about Superstar for me are, well, the the idea of recycling. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, even, uh, you know, there are ways that musicians can and I think should recycle. Sometimes you write a song and it's not always, it, it, it didn't turn out the way you wanted to, so you sort of store it away and then maybe go back and rewrite it, which is like what John Lennon did with the song um, uh, Jealous Guy. That was actually a song called Nature's Way. And Nature's Way is not a great song, but Jealous Guy, I think, is a great song. Mm. So he took music and the melody from something he had written during the White Album days. And later on, revisited it and released it as a solo artist, and it, it was a really great song. Um, yeah, we do that at BG a lot of the times too. People, you know, Dan Miller wrote a they, the music for a Doritos commercial that was later uh, uh, recycled and became the theme the theme for the Higley Town Heroes, <laughs> things like. <that. laughs> that was in a Doritos commercial this song this song was not I didn't have to rewrite anything which was beautiful I just pulled it up it was already mixed
0: <laughs> and yeah, ready to that's go. great I think most songwriters would uh would agree with you there that that happens a lot I'm I, yeah I'm actually currently working on a quote- unquote new song with my band outdoor valor that I really the same way I discovered deep in my iTunes on an, a previous laptop uh that I had written and demoed in like 2000. Ten, two thousand eleven, maybe, and right. we're just finally making it into a, a legit song to be played live now. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, this song was from two thousand and six, I believe. Wow. So anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so recycling. The, the other thing is that uh, lyrically, it was my first time trying to write a song that was um, specifically. Um, Uh, inspirational and positive and trying to uplift the listeners personal spirits without any snark without any irony or satire or any you know any just purely straightforward this is this is this is your you can be great and you are great and and that's it and and that's unlike me if you know me as a person
0: (laughs) (laughs) what would you call yourself a
1: negative person music I, you know, I tend to like people that look at, you know, look at both sides of things and, you know, Elvis Costello or somebody like that who, you know, doesn't, it puts a little spin on things. So this has no spin, I think. It's just, it's just about, you know, every person has their own value and their own worth and and they can be a superstar. So that was unique for me at the time.
0: Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think it's uplifting, not just in the lyrics, but in the, the arrangement. It's, uh... I mean, so you so you're saying it? You wrote it in 2006, but it's got like a 90s alternative pop rock kind of vibe to it, right? And right, right. It is just so poppy and catchy.
1: Yeah, that's that was part of what the the, the um, just sonically, I was looking for that. Like, um, you know, it breaks down in the in the last verse, and there's like backwards guitar and some very you know these minute details, but like compressed and and. Um, that sort of thing and the voice changes into like a, a radio style, like a AM radio kind of voice. Right.
2: There's nothing that can stop you now. You've gotta find your dreams and make them somehow.
1: But so, little techniques that like the Matrix or, or producers from the nineties might have used on their recordings. Um, anyway, um, Yeah, and then the the, the most interesting thing about it to me is the fact that Britta came in to sing it for me. Britta and I had been bandmates um, in the early 90s. We were in a band called The Bell Tower.
0: Yeah, Uh, and you talked about The Bell Tower a little bit. I was listening back to when we first talked, and we had that lengthier talk about you getting into music and uh, joining TMBG eventually. And uh, the first thing, so I went down a little wormhole with with Britta Phillips, and even before the Bell Tower. She was the
1: voice I, of a cartoon called Jim. Yeah,
0: yeah, she was the singing voice of Jem, which yeah. is amazing. And she I, I try to pin it down based on her age. I think she was only twenty three or twenty four when she was the singing voice for this show. And in case people forget
1: Yeah, even even younger than that, because yeah. Um, when I, I was with her in the bell tower, I think when we when we stopped playing together, she was about 23. So she'd been younger than that when she was doing Gem. She also, she was in the movie Satisfaction with uh, Justine Bateman and then unknown um, Julia Roberts.
0: Oh, wow. It is
1: yeah, one I- of the, a, you know, <laughs> Satisfaction was a, a story of some young girls coming of age and being in a band. And, and uh, Liam Neeson or somebody seduces Justine Bateman. I, I forget uh- the plot. But Brit is one of the bandmates. I think her name is Billy, and she has a lead role in this movie. So she wow. was an actress and a singer and you know super t- she has always been super, super talented, but um,
0: that's great yeah, I'm going to drop in the, uh, the theme for Jim right here so people can hear sure. her, her, her voice) Jim.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's interesting, too, because so if you've heard, you hear the theme for Jam and you realize that she has a beautiful, powerful, um, you know, the, the tim- timbre of her voice is really great. But also she she can belt it and really, you know, sing really well. Um, later on, she um, after Jam, we were, in, as I said, we were in a band called The Bell Tower. Uh, Jody Porter, who is the guitar player for Fountains of Wayne, was the leader and the founder of the Bell Tower. And he and Britta at the time uh, were a couple and then later got married and then divorced. And mm. um, it was Jody and Britta and I, and then we had a series of different drummers.
0: But um, And so the Bell Tower was more of a uh, shoegaze band, and I- I'm not quite sure how well, much yeah, crossover...
1: When I was first in the band, it was more like... A, um, I, I don't know. You, you know, you can't... It had a little bit of a unique sound, but it was more referencing... Um, uh, REM and Let's Active and
0: bands from the South at the time. Um, okay, yeah. So what I think at the time they would have called co- college rock, maybe.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jody was from South Carolina. Um, he was writing very melodic songs, very jangly guitar pop. They later went on to become like more shoegaze, um, and then Britta continued. So, so Britta, uh Britta's personal style changed. What? what for, from being in the Bell Tower, she later wound up playing in a band called Luna, right. and then she plays in a band called Dean and Britta with Dean Wareham from Luna and uh, Galaxy Five Hundred. Yeah. So she and Dean are now a couple, and they and and her style with that is, um, uh, very sort of intentionally unemotive and lo- low, and sometimes like nearly flat. And it's it's a, it's it the style of singing that she does in that band and those bands. Sort of suits the music, which is a different. You know, it's 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 um, it's it's kind of a moody uh, take on pop. You know, in a, in a yeah. way like uh, Velvet Underground or something like that. So she sure. doesn't get a chance to belt very much.
0: Yeah, I mean that's kind of a um, shoegazy technique as it is, where it's like almost yeah. the voice is like another instrument. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was going to drop in a couple of clips here just so people could hear some of her other stuff. I was going to put in. Um, Uh, The Bell Tower song did... I was going to play Outshine the Sun...
1: Playing that when she was in the band, that was her. That was her song that we would play at, initially from the day. Like she wasn't in the band initially. It was me and Jody and, and a drummer, and we brought her in, and that was the first song she brought to the table.
0: Are you on this recording? Uh,
1: I may be. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely played on a version of it, but I don't know. Um, you know, th- there's probably more than one version of that song. She also did it. She performed it on a TV show or in a movie or something.
0: Oh, cool. And then I I was going to drop in a clip of uh, Luna here. When she joined, I think her first album that she appeared on was uh, Romantica. So I was going to play the song Black Champagne, which is really good. Say, if I was going to drop in a song from Dean and Britta, is there I've, I've neglected to pick one out ahead of time? Is there a song of theirs you particularly like? Yeah, I,
1: I don't know it by name, but if you go to YouTube and you look at the videos, there's one where Britta's riding a bicycle around town, um, and yeah. <laughs> Let me she see. looks great. And it's 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 one of the the more pop songs of theirs, um, but but she sings the lead, and I think it's really it's a pretty really pretty song.
0: Right, okay, so the one where she's riding the bicycle. I'll, she's I'll,
1: wearing a beautiful red dress and riding a bicycle with a basket around on New York City. Oh, Dimitri nice. Mar is in the video and some
0: other. I found it. You turn my head around. That's it, that's it. That's the one. All right, let's check that out. <gasps>
2: turn my head around you turn my head around
0: cuz she has a really good voice i think people would like to hear that and i think tmbg people are you know would be interested to hear stuff you know you know people that you've played with that aren't necessarily in the style of tmbg i mean you know right. shoegaze and and tmbg i'm not sure how much there is an overlap of that, or Britpop, or, you know, 80s college rock. Uh, you know, TMBG fans listen to a whole bunch of stuff. It's kind of hard to, to guess what we yeah. like. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would imagine so, and, and you know, th- there's uh, there's room in the world for more than one kind of music.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and TMBG
1: would be the first to say that. You know, that's why we are we try to be as eclectic as we can. Cause, uh, right,
0: right, right, right. Back to Superstar for just uh, a a minute here um, what was it like uh, with Britta recording that song way back when
1: she is I mean everybody probably says this about that they work with everybody she's like a super talent and and that's why I you know, that's why I was pointing out that you know she does the music that she does with Dean and Britta and everything and, and sometimes people sing and play in us like that because that's the top of their ability like they can only write three chord songs, and they don't really play in time, and they and they may sing flat all the time, or whatever. It's for Dean and Britta. What they do is is very intentional, and they, you know, it's it's um, you know, it's maybe more like an artist that does a sketch that 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 uh, or 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 a piece of art that's maybe not as detailed or not as fancy, but it's still beautiful, and then, so they're looking for a different kind of beauty. Um, and I think they achieve it. So so anyway, um, she, as I said, she can sing, she can belt and sing different things. She came in, um, we did two songs in, a, you know, probably a matter of an hour. She hadn't even heard the songs. And I would just play her a version of this track with me singing a bad falsetto. And she yeah. would sing the line right afterwards and just pretty much nailed everything, first or second take, threw down harmonies, she has a phenomenal sense of pitch um, and uh, you know, just like such a great range that nothing came in question. She can kind of sing anything that I asked her to. Um, so it was a really a pleasure. And we hadn't worked together in, in a while. It had probably been over 10 years since we worked together. So it was mm. super great to, to, to reunite with her and, and be in the studio with her a little bit in a, in a different situation. Um, some, stressful because in a relationship with with one of them, right. So this, let's 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 make
0: a, uh, some music. Yeah, what was the other song?
1: The other song is a ballad. I haven't released it yet. Um, um, yes. As I said, you know, it because these songs were not written with my children's music in mind. They were written before that. I, you know I don't. I wasn't sure that they suited the 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 rest of the songs whether they fit in as much you know the uh, superstar for me seems like it might be for a slightly older uh kid but um mm-hmm. but i think that you know younger kids you know younger kids can always enjoy road and uh, the message is good so i i i i, I assumed a superstar might work the other uh level song something that might have been in maybe a, you know a um you know, if the if the universe were in my favor, it would have been in that one of those uh, uh, high school musical movies or something.
2: <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, <laughs> um, I can see that. That
1: kind of ballad that would have been in one of those kind of movies. So, and and again, these songs were written partially as an experiment. Like, can I write songs like this? I'd never, you know, I'd never tried to write a song for a high school musical type movie or written a, a, a song like Superstar prior to then. So in a little in a way it was a little bit of just like challenge myself like let me see if I can do this you know right well
0: I'll tell um, you I mean it's yeah, a great I, song I never would have guessed that that was you attempting to uh, your first attempts at writing songs for a younger audience because it's I mean it's a great song like I said like if um, I mean like because you have a relationship with guys from from Fountains of Wayne and stuff like that it's almost like Fountains of Wayne style. Like ultra poppy rock. It's just so catchy. And then the message is perfect for that. Yeah. Tween and, you know, that, that, that age. I mean, it's, it's a great song. I never would have guessed it was so old.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, thanks. Thanks for the compliments. Um, yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's not an accident that, 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 that Fountains of Wayne guys and I, you know, ran into each other in New York and, and, and played together because, you know, we have a lot of common. Musical tastes and, and background and and uh, you know, uh, same for TMBG. We all you know we 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 like and what we do comes from a similar place. So there were you know the kind of the guys in New York that really appreciated songwriting and and melody and and that sort of thing. We all sort of found each other. You know, Mike Viola was among the, that group with the Annie Butchers and and uh, you know and Fountains of Wayne and, and bands like that. So. Uh, i think it's not it's it's not just a coincidence
0: <laughs> right yeah no it's it's uh it, it's perfect so uh people can find superstar pretty much everywhere i've been listening to it on youtube it's over there on on spotify it's uh on those radio stations you mentioned the serious uh kids station uh what what's that station called again
1: it's called kids place live it's channel 78 if you have um a, the app, or you have it, uh, you know, serious in your car or whatever, and you have children. Give it a listen. It's, uh, it's. I think it's great. It's not uh, it's not as commercialized as some of the like kids' bop and Disney stations. They play a much wider variety of uh, music, um, and not just music specifically written for kids. They'll mix in, um, you know, they'll mix in all kinds of uh, of, of
0: different uh, bands. Right, but that's kid kid-friendly lyrics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kid friendly lyrics. Sure. I mean, but I've, you know, I've heard the velvet underground and the Beatles and, and oh, all wow. kinds of different bands. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or, um, that song lightning by that, uh, what's his name bug or something his name is, or. Uh, <laughs> a, yeah. I don't know that pretty, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lightning. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they play a, a wide variety. So,
0: um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's great. Uh, so, yeah, thanks again, yeah. Danny. And uh, you got any big plans for New Year's? You're not playing any New Year's gigs, are
1: you? CMBG is not playing. We play often on New Year's, and I kind of like that we play because it's fun. Doing on New Year's. <laughs> I don't have to make <laughs> <Yeah>. plans. <laughs> but this year we are not. So I'm, I'm still debating whether I want to pick up a, a, a side gig or... Being with my family this year, which would be fun. Um, my, you know, my son is in college, so he's he's only home for a few days. And, and uh, but you know, most likely, if I do stay home and spend it with, unless we bring people here, my 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 kids will wind up going out with their friends or something because they're older now. So right, we'll right. see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, your flood tour starts up on uh, January tenth. In Pauling, New York, and that's sold out. But there are still, at least at the time of recording this, there's tickets in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, Detroit, Boston, and a couple other places. So people should jump on those before they sell out I, yeah, as well.
1: I would say quickly because a lot of these places, because it's a flood tour, they're selling out quickly. So um, yeah, yeah. If you if you're sitting going, I would get the tickets
0: now <laughs> great <laughs> yeah yeah amazing um so i think that will do it and uh thanks again danny that was awesome
1: yeah 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 you too um uh thanks for having me and and uh good luck with the podcast and with your teaching and your family and everything else
0: thank you so much and a happy holidays. yeah you too all right see you later all right bye-bye would you mind if I took a little screenshot of our call right here so that I can uh, tweet out to people about our recording? Right. Oh, I'm trying to get the, because it says wine cuff on your uh, sweatshirt there, right? I'm trying to grab that. Oh, one. it does. Yeah. Get that in the shot.
2: <laughs>
0: awesome. Good. Thanks so much, man. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Have a good one. Thanks a lot, you too. Bye-bye. Alright, see you later. People can find the podcast that Twitter is at this might be a pod. Facebook.com slash this might be a podcast. You can email me at thismightbeapod at gmail. You can leave me voicemails at 224 801 2930 You can find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. If you want to get some merch in here bonus episodes and I think that'll do it.